0: Alright, everybody. Welcome to the December 6th edition of Cascadian Views. So I've got Dan and Chris with me here today, back after an absence. How are you guys?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I am, uh, surprisingly copacetic. There's been, a kind of a, a fair bit of movement on the transition and whatnot, and it's starting to feel more real to me, I guess. Um... And I guess we'll we'll get into that with our first topic here, which is we're starting to see some uh, some real appointments to the incoming Biden administration. Is there anything that's really stuck out to you guys?
2: I, I guess the theme that seems to be coming together is career people, not a lot of the uh, like main characters of politics in the last four years that tend to uh land on you know fantasy cabinet lists and things like that but also just you know longtime civil servants who've been in the departments that they're being picked to lead i think right. that's definitely the case with blinken uh yellen not necessarily in the department but definitely in high level areas of managing the global economy um so it you know, seems to be the theme that's emerging more than anything else
0: yeah, in, uh, in quite a few nominations. Um, another one that I noticed was the director of the National Economic Council, Brian Deese. He was the deputy for that position throughout the Obama administration. Um, he was also a, a climate advisor there. Uh, we've got a chief of staff, Ron Klain, who has been Biden's right-hand man for a long time. He was mm-hmm. chief of staff to both Vice President Gore and Vice President Biden during their respective administrations. Um, just kind of been around for forever. Biden absolutely trusts him. The deputy chief of staff is less of a direct Biden connection. It's Jen O'Malley Dillon, but she is a long term uh, Democratic campaign manager. She most recently, before the Biden campaign, she was uh, Beto O'Rourke's uh, campaign manager. Uh, she's worked seven presidential campaigns. She worked the Clinton campaign in 2016. She's a former uh, director of the DNC. You know, she's just a person who's been around for forever. Um, The new national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, was Biden's vice presidential national security advisor during the Obama administration. Uh, Just, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's people who know what they're supposed to be doing. Which I, I yeah. guess is the best we could hope for in that position. <laughs>
1: I think so. I think um, also he's done a good job, it seems to me, of um, you know appointing people who are very inoffensive to <laughs> to both sides of the spectrum. Like they're not progressive enough to scare the party stalwarts, but they're not um, kind of corporate goon enough to totally alienate the progressives. Which yeah. is
0: amusing because there's one that's the exact opposite. There's one that pisses everybody off.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> who could that be? Uh,
0: I'm talking about Neera Tandon, who's been uh, nominated to be the director of the Office of Management and Budget. She's a former um, Sanders uh, campaign official who is
2: no, now no, 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 no. Really? No, no, no. I don't think so.
0: Neera handed She was big yeah, on the Bernie bus until she, she jumped to the Center for American Progress and pretty much burned all those bridges, uh, cozying up to what I... the far left called the Corporate Democratic Party.
2: I My understanding was that she was Clintons all the way along. She, yeah, but... she
0: did work for Clinton in 2016, yeah. but she had been yeah. a big backer of uh, Sanders uh, after
2: that. Okay. Interesting. Um, All right.
0: Yeah, they call her a snake, just like Warren, because they thought she was an ally, who uh, then turned out to not appropriately kiss the ring.
1: Mm. And the right doesn't like her either.
0: Oh, the right Right. absolutely hates her. (laughs) She is a big booty fan. Yeah. Mm.
2: So I think at least... That might be one that McConnell goes after, assuming he doesn't just scorch earth every single appointment that uh, is not completely uh, – I'm trying to think of yeah, if what would make an, a nominee particularly acceptable to him versus one that isn't. But yeah, so I guess if there's one that they go after, I guess that's the one. I guess we'll see who they come up with for attorney general as well. That may be one that gets watched pretty closely.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm starting to feel like the new appointments are coming as kind of the seat of their pants. Um, There was a a big article. Okay, so let's back up just slightly. Just today, um, Xavier Beccara was uh, named as the nominee for the head of Health and Human Services. It was not originally the position or the person they were going to give that position to. Um, who's the governor of Rhode Island? Do you remember her name?
2: Uh-oh, Gina Raimondo.
0: She was going to be the nominee for Health and Human Services, but she turned it down. And they had to scramble to fill that, and they eventually landed on Bacara um, after an extra day or two. So I'm, I'm a little bit curious what's going on behind the scenes here because there's also, um, there's also possibly a game of musical chairs that's going to be going down, but it's it's nice to see the campaign at least hopefully take care of those things before they announce names.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. And I assume most of these are also being vetted with, you know, key senators and various committee people as well to make sure that nomination is not going to be a huge or conf- confirmation is not going to be a huge hassle.
0: Uh, I don't know exactly how much they should be worrying about that. I mm. I mean getting so again, I, yeah Getting the team in there is important, yeah, but also nominate the people you want to nominate them. The Senate doesn't confirm them; hammer them for it. I don't know how much that'll help, considering you know how polarized everything would be. But preemptively kind of surrendering things, at least for things that are are reasonable.
2: it's kind of feeling things out, so you make sure that whoever you put out there is going to be smooth. You know, you don't go with someone you don't want just to get confirmation. Yeah, but,
0: and yeah. no, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, don't nominate Noam Chomsky to be, oh. you know, <laughs> the director of anything. But yeah. if you feel somebody's right for the job, I wouldn't necessarily worry too much about what the Senate's going to do. They're either going to say yes or no, put the person up,
2: well, or or not. I mean, Merrick Garland.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to mention the other uh, Bernie camp um, kind of nominee is an actual campaign official um, of the the Bernie campaign. Um, that's Simone Sanders, who worked for oh, yeah. uh, Bernie in two thousand sixteen. She then worked for uh, Biden in this election. She's Also, I guess, considered something of a snake on the Bernie-adjacent left, but um, I I feel kind of in total is considered a competent operator.
2: No, I mean, she was one of the best people they had in 2016, Mm -hmm. so it was a coup that Biden got her this time.
0: Yeah, she's going to be the chief spokesperson for the vice president, in this case, Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. Am I pronouncing that right, by the way? Kamala. Pamela. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I have that right. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. What else were we going to mention here? Um, Speaking of whether or not we can get nominees confirmed or not, I guess the uh, Georgia runoff is well underway. They had their debates today. Well, a debate and a half.
1: One and a half. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Warnock and Loeffler went on in a regular debate. Um, Ossoff and Purdue, Purdue declined to participate. They still hosted the debate, but with Ossoff by himself. So yeah,
2: you know, Purdue uh, wants to check it uh, out, huh? Purdue chicken? Not
0: <laughs> actually related. I don't believe. <laughs> The, the just Purdue well foods up. empire it goes together.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if it's an opportunity to make him look like he's scared and not willing to be accountable. You know, great. Mm-hmm. Throw um, it out there.
0: Trump had a rally in the state just the other day um, where he went off script and really hammered on exactly how much he feels the Georgia election election is rigged. Which is prompting calls for a boycott from the right on, uh, you know, such yep. platforms of discourse as parlor. Uh, really, Republicans are kind of freaking out about this a little bit to the point that other Republicans are trying to step in and help. Um, there was a GOP county director, I believe it was in Florida who was arrested for encouraging or investigated after he was recorded on video encouraging. Republicans in Florida to re-register to vote in Georgia to help with the runoff
2: hmm.
0: um, <laughs> yeah people are sounding alarm bells they if the president's really convincing his people that these elections are rigged and their votes don't matter they're not going to vote
2: yeah well you know if they don't vote I mean I'll, I'll definitely feel very owned as a liberal <laughs> so, yeah you know, I will be, be very triggered.
0: Losing the majority to own the libs.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he had this rally and, uh, he was sounding like a maniac as usual. Uh,
0: it started my out wife, pretty okay. Actually. He yeah. My wife played for a first bit,
2: a, played a clip for him where he was ranting about how he's the only person who likes Georgia cucumbers. So <laughs> he gets off on these weird tangents. Uh, yeah. Like I'm the only one I love Georgia cucumbers, you know, and maybe they you know, serve him on a fillet of fish open face or something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he's there this weekend. Uh, I guess just before that, he uh, there was a call between him and the Governor of Georgia. Yeah. Trying, still trying to get him to overturn the election.
1: He also spent some time last week publicly saying that he regretted ever backing Kemp,
0: yeah. Um, Also said the only reason Kemp got his office Was because of Trump's endorsement (laughs) Which I'm not entirely sure is true
2: Helped him win the primary I mean that was halfway I
1: think he got his office Because he was Secretary of State And he perched the voter rolls but That too, yes (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he was was, definitely the Trump guy in the primary
0: Who was the opponent in the primary?
2: Uh, The Lieutenant Governor I don't
0: remember the name
2: but, yeah, they, it was, you know, one of these typical, you know, usual Republican versus insane Trump Republican. And Kemp was running as the insane Trump Republican. And it did go to a runoff, but he eventually won that. And then, of course, there was the general election, which was a heartbreaker.
0: Mm. Let's see. The uh, Republican primary was actually, I guess, a six-way Um and it was Kegel, Casey Kegel. Yeah, so kind of
2: that's it. In the runoff. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But, I mean, I, I'd imagine he was also being a Georgia Republican, a very conservative Good. person. But uh, not the right brand, I guess.
0: Uh, I guess he was the first ever Republican Lieutenant Governor of Georgia. Huh. Really? Yeah. Um, when he became so in 2007. I don't really understand that. Was there just not an office of lieutenant governor before that? <laughs> uh, I think it's
2: mostly that it's... Uh, I think they're elected separately. I think that's one issue. And, yeah, I mean... In, well, until fairly recently, there were Democratic governors of Georgia, too. So, I mean, before... Let's see here. Roy Barnes, I think, was the first. uh, Oh, no, he was a Democrat. I guess he was the last Democratic governor of Georgia. And he was governor up until 2003.
0: So, okay. Yeah, no, um, the lieutenant governor of Georgia list. I did just look it up. It was created all the way back in 1947. And Casey Cagle was, in fact, the first Republican. Um, Wow. Although I do have to say uh, that office has held some extremely long-serving uh, members. And really by some, I mean two. Um, yeah. One of which is the guy we're talking about who held down that office for 12 years, Casey Cagle. Uh, but yeah. Zell Miller held on to that office from 1975
1: to 1991. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and you may recall what kind of Democrat he was. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of it is... You know, this is an office that's
2: not so important, so you can have a Democratic lieutenant governor because fuck Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a Republican governor who can try and make abortion illegal and all the other stuff you want. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the previous lieutenant governor before Kago was Mark Taylor. He held the office for eight years from ninety nine to 2007 and served under both Democratic and Republican governors. Dan, touching on your separately elected point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the last day to request a ballot or register to vote for the runoff election is tomorrow, the seventh. This episode will probably go up after that, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in Georgia. It's not like you know, the fate of the republic hangs, fate of the republic hangs in the balance or anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, probably not at that point, but at least it's going to be a lot more obnoxious if we don't take the senate
0: yeah not being able to really confirm nominees would be terrible plus yeah. imagine a four-year merrick garlic uh marin i cannot talk to that, I
2: <laughs> exactly a
0: four-year merrick garland waiting period
2: i mean yeah. that's exactly what we'd be facing down to say something happens to stephen Breyer. yeah or Clarence Thomas for that I, was, I, think I especially was, Clarence Thomas. I was
0: trying to find a way to phrase that that didn't make it sound like I was hoping something happened to Clarence Thomas. But I was yeah. absolutely thinking that. I'm like, you know, Clarence Thomas is getting up there. <laughs> yeah, might not be long coming.
2: I guess if something did happen to Breyer, maybe they'd give that to a spot, that one, since they've got 7-2 or 6-3 right now.
0: Well, or maybe not.
2: Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they'd really go hardball. But, hmm. But yeah, well, for Clarence Thomas, absolutely. They would keep that seat vacant for four years. No question.
1: It would also be nice to be able to pass, you know, any legislation at all.
2: Yes. You know, like COVID relief, things like that. You know, it's not like that's a big deal right now.
0: Uh, speaking of COVID, guess who's got it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a real perfect cap for that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um Chris, you posted that, so why don't we let you explain it?
1: (laughs) Yes, um, surprising maybe no one on earth, Rudy Giuliani has come down with COVID. Um, It's actually interesting because his son was diagnosed, I would say, probably about two weeks ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And also when Trump had the uh, Michigan lawmakers over to try and convince them to not honor the will of the electorate in their state. Ah, uh, the, the whole legal team couldn't meet with them because of their COVID possible COVID exposure through Rudy's son. So, you know, he's been like stewing in COVID-related uh, exposure circles for a while. So I think it's not entirely surprising. Yeah, I mean, and considering again this uh, performative
2: resistance to doing the basic things to protect yourself basic from the health disease, measures, yeah. seems to be running through there. Yeah. It was just a matter of
1: time I'd be a little Worried for him though because I don't get the sense that he Is uh physically the most Well person at this point Based on Public appearances right Yeah
0: I mean I'm not Entirely sure he's a person He might be a robot (laughs) it did appear that his Oil was linking leaking during one Of those (laughs) press conferences
2: Do robots Fart Brock come on (laughs) (laughs) What a Cylon last ass.
0: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll touch on that, I guess. Even though none of us actually watched it. We just covered it in the pre-show. <laughs> um, but there was a, a hearing in Michigan. Uh, and I'm using hearing in the lightest possible sense here. <laughs> uh, where Rudy and a team of ne'er-do-wells uh, decided to... Put forward their evidence of voter fraud um rudy giuliani did in fact rip ass quite loudly <laughs> during that hearing um at one point one of his witnesses said that she watched them double count 30,000 ballots um a republican state legislator uh pointed out that the poll books were not off by 30,000 votes um as in there was not 30,000 votes difference between the number of people who signed in to vote at the precinct and the number of people who actually voted. Um, At which point Rudy's uh, team of people insisted that they had faked the books too, probably by a hundred thousand names in that precinct. Mm.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, just these absurd, like how would, That becomes physically difficult to do for the individuals involved, I would think. (laughs) But I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of you know similar like huge numbers of things being done basically by hand. Like Terry McAuliffe pardoning like thousand, not pardoning, but uh, commuting the sentences of thousands of uh, you know drug offenders in Virginia and. Yeah, it would take weeks and weeks and there are many that he just didn't get to because that is something that physically just takes a long time to do.
0: Um, So where are you supposed to do that? Right. That wasn't We might be talking about different things, but if I recall correctly, he had to sign an individual executive order restoring restoring voting rights to to felons for every single conviction in
2: Virginia for each one, right Right. along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, basically the idea that even just writing a brief thing, like filling out somebody's name to say they voted and even going through the process, like filling out ballots, Mm -hmm. that just seems bananas. I mean it just doesn't physically make a lot of sense
0: yeah especially when you have to add that they're apparently faking the poll books according to giuliani right uh, so not only do you have to fake the ballots but you have to fake signatures and addresses and voter registrations <laughs> seems this, i mean this is basically
1: the culmination of you know every online discourse that's happened over the past four years it's like the data is everything is wrong <laughs> anything you can cite is not valid <laughs> Yeah, I mean pretty much. It,
2: it's just this other world of information that is, you know, completely sealed off from anything we know in the in the real world.
1: But I think my favorite snippet of that was the there was one witness who her her statement evidence of fraud was she saw an Asian person bring in ballots. <laughs> that was it. <laughs>
2: It was <laughs> oh my it was Xi Jinping, that's who it was, <laughs> yeah, personally rigging the ballot, the, ballot, the vote.
0: There's, there's another one that came up in the um, Arizona hearing uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, that, first of all, I don't know if it's true, but even if everything they said is true, I can't find anything remotely wrong. So, um, the example that got pulled up in Arizona is that she saw, not, I don't remember if this was she, sorry, I'm just projecting mm-hmm. the last witness we were talking about onto this one. <laughs> the witness in Arizona said that they had seen, um, poll workers and company representatives, um, insert thumb drives into the voting machines to copy data off and then bring those thumb drives to a laptop in order to prepare a, like, a a summary, how many votes they had and whatnot, just get some information so that they could start processing things and figure out if they were more or less on track with where they were. They allege this is illegal because um, Arizona law does not allow them to prepare those reports on the voting machines. And all I could think of is, well, they took the data off the voting machines. you just testified that they did that and brought it to another computer. Um, Hmm. So I don't really know what they were complaining about there. Um, Apparently, letting the poll workers look at machine data was a no-no, except it seems perfectly fine under Arizona law. You're just not allowed to use the actual voting machine itself to pull up that information. But you're allowed to copy that data off. And, and do the things you need to do as a poll worker to make sure everything's running okay. No. Don't, don't really understand this at all. They're they're looking at anything. Anything at all happening is evidence that uh, they were cheated. Yeah. It's Somebody called it the GOP Cinematic Universe the other day, and uh, you yeah. have to be like... <laughs> In deep into it to really understand who some of these people are, I think it was really uh, in relation to Babulski. I think his name was mm-hmm. Tony Babulski.
2: Oh, that yeah, the Ukrainian guy, right? Yeah, or, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. They brought him to one of the debates or something, and nobody had any fucking clue who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think it had quite the impact that they hoped it would because nobody knew who the fuck the guy was because they're not all tied into you know super Republican conspiracy theories.
2: Yeah. If you don't subscribe to maybe three dozen reddits and watch, you know, 12 hours of OANN a day, you're just not up to speed.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I I guess if we're going to talk about crazy town, let's talk about the pardons that are coming down or have already come down in some cases. Mm -hmm. Uh, General Flynn, has been pardoned. He's now out there, as I post in the group, uh, calling for the president clear a limited martial law in order Just to overturn little. the election. Yeah, you could have a little martial law as a treat. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry,
2: he's a model citizen, so obviously he deserved <laughs> it. You know. Mm.
0: Uh, uh, Trump is also apparently discussing pardons of himself and his children and associates <laughs> um,
1: That's the one I'm waiting for mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, pardoning yourself would be unclear territory. There was a number of constitutional stallers who uh, in a Supreme Court symposium that had been set up last year Talked about this issue and there seemed to be pretty broad consensus that you could not pardon yourself um, that twisting the pardon provision to allow that would require, like, just shitting all over a number of other constitutional prerogatives, um, right? That they yeah. didn't think it would really be compatible with the rule of law. But also with this Supreme Court, who the hell knows? Um, yeah,
2: I mean, a lot of things we wouldn't feel particularly compatible with the rule of law have <laughs> been perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs>
0: been the theme for the last four years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we have that to look forward to. Quite a few Republicans are warning against anything like this, fearing not only a backlash, but also some possible curtailment of the pardon power. Um, I don't know how likely it would be that we'd be able to get anything constitutional passed. It seems like a pretty hard stop on that, but who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean, getting 38 states and... Both houses of Congress to sign off on anything is not exactly I mean what the last one was 25 years ago and that was this uh, Congress can't raise its own pay
0: and also that one was an original uh, Amendment in the Bill of Rights the Bill of Rights was a 12 amendment package only 10 passed. unlike later amendments they did not put like a you must get this ratified by this date on mm. the the pay package, and somebody in the early '90s noticed that and decided to dust it off and get enough states to ratify it, and and got it through. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So something that's relevant and has and I think there's just no way you, you can't can get that skip through
0: Congress uh, on a constitutional amendment. There is a process in the Constitution to completely remove Congress from that process.
2: Right. But I mean, then you're dealing with state legislatures and they're for the most part even worse in some states. Yeah, that's true. In some states, they do it by referendum.
0: Well, I mean, so it requires a constitutional convention in each state, but I don't know if each state has like legislative requirements for constitutional conventions. Couldn't you just like get enough people together? I'm unsure how it would I'm work, really. I to anyone to try this. Yeah. yeah. So nobody's actually done that method before. Um, the reason it's in the Constitution is to retroactively bless how we made the Constitution. Right. Um, I mean, it, there's it, no it, rules yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty much how we wrote the original Constitution and adopted it. And they put it in there just to kind of reassure people that the process they went through was legitimate. But nobody's done it since. They've all done the... Right. The con- the congressional method, yeah. Okay.
1: Although the Koch brothers made a pretty good stab at getting this going, and fortunately, it's kind of fizzled out since then.
2: Right. Yeah. They were trying to get trifectas in, signif- in sufficient states to yeah call a constitutional convention, and then who knows what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it, that's another thing. Constitutional, constitutional convention is not really. Bound by any particular topic, they can do whatever they want. Like you can right. call them for a reason, but you can't restrict them to considering that reason. You can't even force them to consider that reason. They could consider whatever they wanted. We could end up with constitutionally protected weed. Looking at how the votes are going,
2: right? Or no more direct election of senators.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, which has been a big push on the right for reasons. So yeah. I don't really understand. Well, I guess I do understand them. They win more state legislators than they do popular elections for Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, well uh, with the Biden inauguration about a month and a half away, Trump is proposing launching his comeback bid the same day that Biden's inaugurated. It's
1: very typical. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a
0: that's on brand. Like I can't believe that like we didn't all know do. this
1: is exactly what he would do. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm somewhat curious if he actually goes through to it. Dude's going to be old in 24. Uh, I mean, so is Biden, but I don't think yeah. many people expect Biden to run for re-election.
2: Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, I think in 24, he'll be the same age Biden is now. So, I don't know. Huh. I mean, maybe. I mean, if he did run, he'd probably automatically be the Republican nominee. I can't imagine anyone would be able to old. challenge him. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: You know who I think comes out looking the best from like the whole Trump saga? Marla fucking Maples. Oh yeah, she, she she married him for the six years when he was kind of at the top of his game. Got all the rich stuff, got all the like fancy friends. Left before he got too crazy or went broke. Right? Yeah,
2: she had him for the the Pizza Hut commercial years, yeah, the Home Alone much. years.
0: I don't think yeah. she realized it at the time, but she got the best years Deep of that Trump. man's life.
2: <laughs> God damn. Oh. Uh, Oh, how's that about that? Good times.
1: (laughs) Those were the good old days, too, when he served as his own publicist spreading rumors about himself. Right.
0: Yeah, or, you know, co-starring in Home Alone 2. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. I guess uh, we can kind of finish this up. Chris, what do you think we're able to get done? in January. You were you were asking about that. What's I was. Uh, well, I'm to curious to, to hear work?
1: people's thoughts and obviously a big part of it has to do with the Senate runoffs, right? It's a 48-52 a Senate or a 49-51 Senate is a lot different than a 50-50 Senate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we don't win both, I think
2: maybe we get some very very skinny narrow covid relief maybe yeah but that's it everything else they have to do is by executive order at that point if if they don't win both and even then it's going to be can they can can they get you know mansion and a few others to back down from you know filibuster defense because that'll be the other but I mean, that's the next hill to climb. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm.
1: Kind yeah, of I guess of that's kind of what I was thinking today as I was thinking about this. Is that even if, even if we do end up with the fifty-fifty Senate, the mar- that's obviously a very slim margin, and yeah. the margin in the House is so narrow now mm-hmm. that you're you're basically legislating to what you can either get the purple state Democrats on with or bring a few Republicans over with, which is going to be a very kind of narrow target. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's almost nothing. I mean, I think back to the margins we had in 2009. And compare that to this, and it's just, it's a much I mean, I don't know if you could say that the challenges we have now are that much more, you know, heavy. Than they were 11 years ago, just because again the you know, the entire economy was collapsing, and you know all kinds of fallout was pending from that. You know, Iraq was still a pretty big disaster zone, uh, but you've got a lot of that now too, and much less functional government, and you know the still threat of fascism. Just you know, we barely, barely beat it back. And it's going to be waiting, you know, for the very first slip up to charge right back in.
0: I'm I'm kind of curious if we're going to see any party defections in the Senate. Um, mm. I, I think there's room for that. Not necessarily defections to the Democrats, but leaving the GOP. There's, there's quite a few um, conservative senators who... Okay, maybe not quite a few. There's a couple Republican senators who seem yeah. extremely unhappy with the direction the the party has taken. And I think if Trump tries to run sort of a, a shadow Republican-like administration behind the scenes during the Biden years, I, I, I think we might see some people become independent conservatives. Um, there was a state legislator in Nebraska who uh, has done so already, uh, did so a few months ago, uh, which I think makes me a little bit curious what Ben Sass does. He has had some pretty big disagreements with Trump. He has kind of recoiled a little bit about this uh, the stolen election rhetoric. I'm, And he also did just win re-election. I could totally see Sass doing some sort of independent conservative thing. I could see Romney doing the same. Um, less so if Trump stays quiet, but if Trump continues to run the Republican party, I could see a couple people just wiping their hands of it and deciding to go their own way.
2: Yeah. I mean, I could think of, you know, maybe Murkowski, maybe Collins. I mean, that one, that'd be probably the most distasteful defection that we would receive since like Arlen Specter, but
0: (laughs) you take it. Yeah, (laughs) You take it to get something passed. You take it even if you don't really want it.
2: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And I I think that would change the calculus a little bit. Um, Not too much. They're not going to become suddenly liberal fire breathers, but they're not going to care so much what Trump thinks, Um, especially if their conservative bona fides are, are pretty well accounted for, especially, say, Romney or Sass. Uh, Murkowski or Collins I think are are wobbly enough that they could be painted as a, a shadow Democrat or something by the Republicans and that makes it hard to win the, the seat the next time around
2: yeah I mean the important thing is just to keep McConnell from being able to just bottle up any business at will mm-hmm. which is the situation now exactly right.
0: you know vote against the legislation but let it through which I think you could work with a, uh, right. an independent Romney or independent SAS. All right. Um, anything else you guys are keeping an eye on? It's been kind of a slow winter. I know we haven't had a show in like three weeks.
2: Yeah. I mean, anxiously hoping for you know the vaccines to start getting into distribution because the number counts are scary as all get out.
0: Oh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oregon's past 1,000 dead now. We mm-hmm. had 30 in one day, a couple days ago. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My old job has now killed two people, as of the last report. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, made a post about it after I'd seen the first fatality. In last week's uh, weekly update, they had two fatalities and 14 cases. Uh, so, Yeah getting pretty bad here Oregon is expecting 150,000 courses of vaccines in December uh, at some point in December that compares with the 4.2 million people who need the vaccine so a start
2: yeah I mean it's at least for December it's all healthcare providers I would assume you know frontline people that you know you need To be well so they can treat the people that are sick. Mm -hmm. And then you start working down the higher risk populations and so on as you build up distribution. But, yeah. Whew.
0: Yeah. uh, My new job doesn't have health insurance, so I had to go through the marketplace. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was shopping for that last night, actually. I think I found a, a plan. I mean, it's terrible, but at least it covers most doctor visits before the deductible. Uh, but part of the reason I was signing up for that kind of as soon as I realized I needed it was to make sure that the vaccine is covered by insurance.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Anything local going on up in Washington?
2: Not that's jumping out at me at the moment. I mean, it's mostly... The US in miniature at the moment, we've had some very high case counts. We're trying to keep things under control. Um, there's, of course, a faction of uh, crazy Republican types who are actively resisting the governor's orders for things like, you know, don't have dine in restaurants and things like that. Actually, that's not too far from here. There was a big protest of that. So that's just great. But, you know, it's not anything you're not seeing anywhere else.
0: Yeah, there hasn't been too much down here either. Really? Um, One kind of late breaking update to a story we had mentioned, Um, I guess maybe this part was well known beforehand, but the news articles are reading updated four minutes before we went on air. Giuliani has been admitted to the hospital for his COVID diagnosis now.
2: Mm Yeah. Yeah.
0: And George Washington Medical Center in uh, D.C. He's now admitted. All right. Put
2: some Trump blood in him. He'll be fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Have a good week. See you, too. Bye.